Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. And I could not be more excited today to have on a new friend, uh, Shelly Piken. Hello, Shelly. Hi, Heather. Hello. Where fellow are you? Maven. Yes, fellow Maven, for sure. Uh, where are you? Look at the look at all those records behind you. Um, yeah. And where are you more over there? There's more over there. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, where are you coming to us today from? I'm in Laurel Canyon. Okay. The the infamous is it yeah. infamous? Yeah. Laurel Canyon. Yeah. A lot of history here. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. And I'm coming to you today from my my place here in Marina Del Rey in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Both in LA and La La Land. So yeah. yeah. So everyone, um, Shelly and I met, gosh, about a month ago over the holidays, and uh, we got to talking, and I was like, wow, and she's a Grammy-winning songwriter, and she is an artist, and she's an advocate for music, um, and she's coming out, we'll, we'll talk about a lot of this, but you're coming out with a, an album, she's a best-selling uh, Grammy-nominated author for her book, um, which, uh, Confessions of a Serial Songwriter, and so I was, we got to talk and I was like, oh my goodness. And so, um, you have to be on my show. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, um, so let's see. So uh, I was, you know, I was listening this morning. I was, you know, sort of doing my homework and all of that. And I was listening and reading your blog article, um, about what a girl wants. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I love Christina Aguilera and I, and I, I watched the video and listen, and then I, and then I turned the video off and I just listened for a minute and, I was like, wow, you know, what, what a song and what a place of love, you know, like that song is just so full of like, thank you for giving me what I need. And I just, yeah. and I just yeah. struck me today for many reasons, but yeah, thank you. Should we start there? Cause we got to unpack sure. a lot. So sure. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Go. Absolutely. So <laughs> can you talk about that experience. I mean, you've like, let's, let's start. When did you start songwriting? And then we'll, we'll get, we'll jump into that. You know, I, it was never um, specifically a decision. Yeah. I was just doing it when I was a kid. You know, I'd hear music. Sure. And if the music didn't have lyrics, then yep. words would occur to me. Right. It was pretty organic, but I did not go to college for that. Okay. And there weren't a lot of college curriculum back then for <laughs> songwriting. In sure. fact, there just wasn't. Um, I think that YouTube and online sharing has just made it more of a desired major at college right. and technology has made it possible for more people to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to college for something else, but when I graduated, the, the music that I had always loved writing as a hobby mm-hmm. really stayed with me. And um, I came to New York and I was looking for a job in the garment district because I had majored in design and marketing and fashion. Gotcha. And while I was looking for a job, I came upon in an ad in a newspaper, um, something for some kind of songwriting workshop that met every week. And I thought, now that seems interesting. Right. And I went and I just thought, oh my God, I am not the only person I, I thought every song I heard on the radio was written by whoever sang it. Sure. And that was yeah. far from the case. Yeah. 
So I met all these other songwriters that um, wanted, that shared my affliction and my obsession (laughs) and started coming every Tuesday and getting into the culture. And finally, I just said, you know, this is really what I want to do. I know I majored in something else, but that's okay. I mean, college gives you an education in many things, especially in just being independent and Mm -hmm. I didn't learn anything I could not apply in other areas. And I just went down that road. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was a theater major and I work in tech. So like, I get it. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. yeah, But it's still very valuable to have an education. Yeah, absolutely. So many things. Yeah. And New York too. I, man, love that city. You know, it's such a good, that, that energy of that place. There's nothing like it. No, there's nothing like it. That's so cool. And, and so, uh, do you you do most of your own songwriting but I'm sure you have lots of partners in this I mean there's lots of people involved um and so maybe maybe cutting to gosh you know you've we could just list off so many songs that you've written and written for other people that have become right hits. and uh right. That, that Christina Aguilera song talk we talk about that a little bit yeah you know when you say so many others I call it my handful of hits okay there's about five of them that people <laughs> would know that she afloats that said, I've written thousands. Sure. And and I've had hundreds of rec- songs recorded. Okay. But five hits, which okay. I have to say, um, you know, when you go to the the um, the airport and you're in line, yeah. And you see all these people in front of you, and you go, "Oh my God, it's going to take so long." And what makes you feel better is you look at the people in back of you, and that <laughs> line might be longer. So. Right. I think, you know, there are people out there that have a hit every week. Sure. I have five, but when I look elsewhere, there are people that never had one. So I feel extremely fortunate and I'm very grateful. Um, What a Girl Wants, I think that was the right song at the right place at the right time. And I'm not taking anything away from it, but to get a song to be a hit like that, um, I think any song needs to be the right song, the right place, the right time, the right artist, the right promotion. It's just right. all the stars colliding. Right. And then if it's a good song too, it stands a shot. You yeah. know? So the odds of something happening, if you don't have, like for the first time, um, somebody who has hit after hit after hit, who's a well-known producer could throw something else out there with an artist that has momentum and have a better shot at having that song be a hit just because of all the momentum. But for me as a first time writer to have, well, actually that wasn't my first hit. It was my first number one, but for songs to come out and when when you don't have a lot of history behind you, you're just Mm -hmm. some songwriter. I wasn't producing. Um, I thought that song was in a very, it was, the stars collided. I was going to say collid, collid, (laughs) but that's not a past tense word at all. Collid, collide. Collid. Potato, potato. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was reading your blog article about uh, the song. The one today that takes a village to make a record. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I was reading about that and it's so exciting. So, you know, 
talk, will you talk about the album you're creating? Sure. So yeah, that's so exciting. So talk yeah, about that. it yeah. really is. Yeah. So you know, many many years ago, when, well, when I came to New York, yeah. I thought um, I want to make, I want to be an artist. I want. I went to Bleecker Street. I was seeing everybody walking around with guitars, you know, the, on their back, and everyone was trying yeah. to make it. And I thought, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a band together, and I'm going to make a record just like right. that, you know. Right. But it's not so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, then other artists started recording my songs and I thought, well, this is a viable road. Um, I was living in New York city. I loved living in New York city. If I, if I got a record deal, which I didn't, but had I gotten a record deal, I would have had to promote and tour and travel. And I loved living in the city and coming home every night to my own bed and my own cat. Um, So I went down that road. More and more people wanted to record my songs, and that was just fine. And I enjoyed it. it. This was a time when physical copies of albums were selling, so you didn't have to write a big fat radio hit in order to make a decent living as a songwriter. Because right, gotcha. every album, every physical copy that sold, you got eight cents if you wrote and published that whole song. So if right. a million copies sold, you can do the math. <laughs> 80, 80 grand, and then Two million copies. You you made a decent living. You could yeah. survive, um, and I did this since the late '80s. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's been great. Yep. Um, and a few years ago, I started to see how the digital economy changed our sustainability as songwriters. It was right. just really hard, and technology had made the field so much more competitive Mm -hmm. where once in New York city, when I lived there, there were 50 songwriters. Now there's 50,000 because you can program stuff. And so I started feeling, you know, differently and wondering, you know, is it because I'm older? Am I being pushed out? Is it because it's easier to get in there when you're just starting out? Cause you're not, people don't think, Oh, she's been around for a while. I started writing about, these feelings yeah and that turned into confessions of a serial songwriter i wish i had one up here to hold but you've got one um and that got published and then Mm -hmm. i narrated it and that got nominated for a grammy which was extremely cathartic and rewarding and satisfying (laughs) and i toured with that book i did this like one hour show where i talk about the stories in it and i sing the songs and then i thought what's next Right. Because I'm a maven who just can't slow down. Yeah. I'm not ready to retire. Yep. So I thought, you know, a couple of people had said, you know, you never made a record. You never made a record. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) records are for 23-year-old starlet divas who are like this and they're young and they're... Yeah. And then I thought, you know what? Can I use expletives on your podcast? Yes, you can. I said, fuck it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you don't need to have a label anymore. You could sign yourself in this kind of economy. And, and who's going to, what the, I don't care. I just didn't care. There's something that people don't tell you. They're so scared of getting older. And then when you get older, there's a secret. And that is there's certain things you become a lot more comfortable with. Just who you are. You become comfortable in your skin, your college, your collagen challenge. In, you still are more comfortable in it um and I just said what the hell I found a couple of uh, friends that were producers that 
were like, yes, right on sister, let's go, I'm with yeah. you. And we started going down that road. Um, the, the Eve Nelson is the uh, producer who did the most songs that I spent the most time with. Yeah. Um, there was Wally Gagel, who's here in LA and also mm -hmm. Phil Fornelli in London, wonderful. But I spent the most time with Eve and we just kept taking it song by song. and. We were really inspired and it felt good. And we're coming out with What a Girl Wants this week. I don't want to be dated by the time the podcast comes out. It might yeah. be coming a soon. Yeah, yeah. Before, but right. uh, yeah. it's going to be out there. Um, and we just, uh, I'm calling the album, that's the album will be out after the summer or during the summer. It's called 2.0 etc where i'm taking my handful of hits and yeah. reapproaching them all in their own way i'm doing so bitch cool. yeah uh, what if i want almost doesn't count which was a brandy song um human on the inside which was a pretender song who you are which was a jesse J song and then the etc is the other half of the record which will be five songs that were never recorded oh wow and i want to share them because yeah. i feel like all things being equal they might have had a chance at finding a home, yeah. and they're not been so much competition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, understood, understood. That's amazing. You know? So yeah. yeah, it's been so much fun. And sometimes I'll see like a young kid, and I'll tell them, you know, I'm putting out a record, and they don't blink. Yeah. I feel like ten years ago, younger people would have said, "Really, you are? Yeah. Aren't you Layla's mother?" You know, and nobody flinches now. It doesn't matter how yeah. old you are, or you could just. If you really feel it, if you believe in yourself, that is contagious. And people believe in you if you believe in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And I, yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it, you're right about one about age. <laughs> I, I feel that completely, you know, it, it like, I'm like, you know what? I'm at an age now where I'm like, I, I know what I want to want. I know what I want to go after. And, you know, the imposter syndrome. It. Yeah, the right. imposter syndrome is like, you know what? No, I I know who I am and what I bring to the world. Uh -huh. so let's do this, you know? Right, right. It's really exciting. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I mean, the the 99 cent song with iPod, you know, changed the world, right? And the free. Yeah, and then the free. And yeah, all, all well, well, the yeah. free came first. Yeah, free, and the then free yeah, came first. yeah, yeah. Ninety nine cents was actually like better than the better, free, right? but now it's not even getting the ninety nine. It's you know all that's fading away. It's it's going to be all streaming soon, yeah. even in your car. Yeah. You have to stream a million. You have to stream a song a million times in order for the whole copyright to earn five thousand dollars, and that gets split between wow. the master owner, which gets 90% of that. So let's say $600 is left over for the writer and the publisher for a song after it's streamed a million times. That's wow. how bad the digital economy is mm -hmm. for songwriters. Digital streaming isn't bad for songwriters as far as being able to access new music and find new right. music and enjoy a plethora of new music. It's just yeah the economics of it wow. yeah. for songwriters. Yeah, absolutely. And I was looking, you know, on the, your website, which we'll put in the show notes, of course. Um, Thank you. you know, it's, it's cool to like, like I started this podcast uh, over a year ago and I played around with equipment for nine months before that. And so like my first recordings of the podcast, you know, are a little like, you know, I'm 
figuring it out, you know, and I have a handheld and, and I was appreciating the article that the, the blog post that you wrote about like learning about all of this stuff and you know, what works and what doesn't and using producers. And I love how you can pre-save what a girl wants. And I, I, and then, you know, that you have, you know, just want to be your girl. And I was like, Ooh, I can go pre-save that on Spotify. I love Spotify. I use it all the time. I'm a big fan. And so I went and did the little click clicks and right. pre-saved it. And I was like, that's so cool. I didn't know you could do that. You know? And right. So I think, and you talk about, you know, talk about the process of just sort of get, getting in there and <laughs> I, I keep doing this, but it's like really learning all of that new stuff um, that, you know, well, not as a, not a non-digital native, you know, I mean, you're right. paper, right? And guitar and, you know, and then getting to right. stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you what, sometimes I get in the studio and I say to myself, you know, thank God I'm here. You know, right. I was, I was, I spent six hours today on my computer mm. doing what I have to do to be able to make this music, Wow. to be able to pick up my guitar right. and make this music. If you don't do the preliminary marketing stuff, yeah, the music is just gonna be sit in your head, or Absolutely. it's not gonna get to people. Which is why, uh, you know, we met through a common friend, yeah. Kristen Jewell, yep. because I knew going into this that there was no way yeah. I would be able to enter all my metadata, which is that's um, everybody that worked on everybody uh, on each song, who the publishers were, um, who played on it, right. and then make sure the song splits are exactly right. Because what's going to happen now with this music modernization act passing mm -hmm. and the um, music licensing collective starting okay. is that all of this data between all of the writers and publishers on one song has to match. Oh, wow. If one writer reports that the song is 50-50 and the other writer says, no, it's 40-10, uh, no one gets paid. Oh, wow. No one gets paid until everything matches. So to be meticulous about making sure all of that information is complete and accurate. I'm a lefty. I am right-brained. I am creative. I can't read a manual I can't read a recipe by the time I see go to your spice drawer and get thyme and rosemary by the time I go over to my spices I have forgotten what I'm supposed to get and it's not it's not an age thing it's yeah. having so much goddamn metadata in my yeah. multitasking all my computer hard drive is too full so I met um, Kristen Jewel from yep. Jewel Concepts um, through Hamish Anderson's song that I heard on KCRW, which I loved. And then yeah. I started sort of fangirling him and I went to a gig and I saw how great she was looking after him. And when I decided to do this, I said, could you help me with my project? Because I knew yeah. these were things I would not be able to complete myself. And she is just, look, it, look if I did this every day and didn't write songs, I'd be good at it too. But sure. This is what she does. Yeah. So I couldn't have done it without her. And what I was writing about in that piece is that younger, much younger um, artists who grew up in a digital world mm -hmm. can do this with their eyes closed. Yes. And sure. they don't need a Kristen as much as I right. do. And I'm so glad she was there. So it's entering that. It's social media. 
you know, yes. they're guiding me. Post this as a story. Swipe up. Like, what's a swipe up? <laughs> what's a hyperlink? What's a, there's, there's all the ingesting it into the distributor. Who's the distributor? Is that Spotify? No, they're the platform. The distributor is the create. It's just, it's just overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. You know, th these are all things that record labels used to do for you if you were signed right. to one. Sure. So the pro is, if you don't need one, you can be your own label and you right. own your master, but you've got to do all this work. Yeah, absolutely. So thank goodness for Kristen. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, she's lovely. And it, shout out. It was great meeting her yeah. that night too. And shout out to Casey. Oh, you met her that night. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, we okay. thought, I met all of you for the first time. Oh. And okay through casey um through casey and yeah and all the ladies that were there and yeah all was, the mavens oh the mavens it was a great fun night yeah yeah no i do i think you know as someone who is a marketer and you know works with people about all of this stuff you know it's like it and even i think some some of the digital what i would say a digital native you know it's just there's so much and so many avenues and swim lanes that right. you can go down that you know it's it's you know should i use instagram should i use tiktok should i use this should i use that or where should it go and th that's just social media not even overlaying all the things one would do to put an album out right. into the world that you have and while do. while you're doing all that you're not practicing your craft right you're not writing your next song yep um it's exhausting yeah and sometimes i just honestly wish heather that they're never that social media didn't exist yeah um i mean i use it mm -hmm. and there's a part of it i really enjoy yeah um if you want to market something like with my book i could never have found an audience for that right. book yeah. had it not been for facebook more yeah. facebook than instagram because for me it was i i, I just felt it a very useful tool to find an audience so i appreciate yeah. that all the different um, notifications and places to get messages. It's just, it's sucked so much human connection mm -hmm. out of life. And yeah. it's habit forming. Yeah. It's like a, um, my phone is almost like a, a muscle memory. If, if yeah. I don't wear it, like, like, where is it now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here, okay, I feel better. You know? <laughs> Yeah. I, I read that Steve Jobs book and I thought, so brilliant. Yeah. But sometimes I just feel like it was the worst thing that ever happened yeah. to culture. Mm -hmm. It's just we're moving so, so fast. Yeah. We can't possibly um, have quality relationships with all the people we say we're going to meet for lunch and coffee yeah we over promise getting together and we're missing that i don't know it's it's sort of like quantity over quality mm -hmm. um yeah i agree with you i think about this a lot yeah i do i do, I do too i the I, and i think there's an interesting sort of phenomenon that's happening with um the younger people in my life and I see them, you know, I, th there's like, I've started 
I've always handwritten letters and, and been, had pen pals with my grandparents and stuff like that. And I'm finding that that's something that's fun of like actually writing a letter and it takes time and you have to find a stamp and you have to know somebody's address and, and people are going, you know, and they're going back and they're getting, you know, like these things, you know, uh, it's just a vibe, uh, but vi vinyl. Oh yeah. You know, like one of, one of these, you know, and there's a throwback, I guess, or that people are actually, I think, going back to that. But that that's a few and far between thing. You know, I think that we. Yeah, it's a uh, novelty. It's a novelty a little bit. They're not giving up their Spotify. No. Um, here's something, you know, once in a while, I will write a handwritten note as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can hardly write. It's interesting, anymore. isn't it? <laughs> I pick up the pen and after two lines, it's like, oh, my God, my penmanship is awful. The lines are slanted because nope. we've lost the muscle that we used to write yeah. something with our hand. Absolutely. And they stopped teaching cursive for the most part, too. So, like the beautiful swoopy letters that we all learned, you know. What's just, happening to the world? I know, I know. I got to tell you, I so often, you know, my song Bitch, which started yes. out with I Hate the World Today. Yeah. I, and don't get me wrong. I am a happy person. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of zhuzh on work <laughs> for the day. Um, yeah. But there's not a day that goes by that I don't think to myself, I hate the world today. Yeah. Like somebody's mm -hmm. greedy or somebody I don't, can't get customer satisfaction in the store or somebody runs a red light and gives me the finger. It's like, I hate the world today. Yeah. And I don't, I love the world, but there are yeah. these moments. Why did I say that? Because what did we say before? I can't even remember. Oh, we were, we were... Because <laughs> the handwriting, it's already gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just about the handwriting and, and taking time, I think for, for people and things. And yeah, I, I think that song is so interesting because it's like controversial on so many levels and in, in the word bitch itself. And then also the, I hate the world today. And it's such an anthem and a rar. And I think, you know, I, I agree with you though. I mean, I think, you know, being, I know you're a happy joyous person. I mean, I got that when I met you, but I, I channel my anger about you know, things that I see inequities and all of that stuff. And you, you do the same thing. You channel it into your, your creativity, you know, and I have to do that as well because it's like, where else is it going to go? Stress, which leads to sickness yeah. and disease. And right. you don't want that. Mine comes know? out in my songs. Right. And when I say, I hate the world today, it's a moment. Yeah. It's right. not for the rest of the day. <laughs> That's the day it's like, I hate the world this moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I was reading your blog article about that song too, and about the point where there was a, is a congressperson that wanted to get to have the word oh. bitch taken out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Massachusetts, I think. Yeah. He wanted to outlaw the word. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. What about, there's so many words that are worse. It was just Crazy. Yeah, that's and, and you know, I mean, it's one of those words that it's like it's it, it is all the things. It's empowering. It can be yeah. it's, it's context, right? It's how you that's use right. it, you know. And I could call myself one, but don't you call me one? Exactly. Unless it's a term of endearment. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like watching the you know the Super Bowl halftime show with Shakira and J Lo. You know, it was like 
amazing, right? Wonderful and amazing. Yeah. And, but the clap back of, you know, oh, their outfits and oh, it was this. And I was just like, you know, Adam Levine stood shirtless and nobody blinked an eye about that. You know, it's, it's interesting the, the differences, okay. right? Can I just say, yeah, compared to the outfits on the Grammy, the yeah. Grammys, yeah. Shakira and JLo were covered way more. <laughs> My tweet the day after the Grammys was, yeah. and, and whoever's listening to this, they could think I'm old and not with it, but <laughs> I said, kudos to Billie Eilish for winning all that shit without a garter belt and a push-up bra. Yeah. It was like a brothel. Now, and I'm going to get a lot of, I'm going to catch a lot of hate for this. I don't think of women as a victim. I don't think women are asking for it when they are harassed. But we are asking not to be objectified. Yeah. And we're object. The, the, if you dress like that, I, what do you expect men to want? They shouldn't attack you. They shouldn't right. put their hands on you. Right. But what do you think is going to be on their minds? Yeah. They, these, these women are objectifying themselves. They have beautiful, amazing voices. They have wonderful messages. Look at Camila Cabello. Yeah. Just what's wrong with just singing the song? You can wear something sexy yeah. without needing to look like a hooker. Yeah. yeah. There. <laughs> I hate the world today. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I think that it's a fine line and it's, you know, and it's a hot, it, uh, I hate to, it's a hot, hot topic, topic, but you know, hot topic, but you know, it, it, it is a hot topic and, and we're in the throes in the middle of all of that with all the movements that are happening and um, working on inclusion and diversity and working on, you know, gender pay gaps and all of those things and, and sexual trafficking and all of it, you know, and it's like, we're, I think there's a big onion that's open and we're all trying to figure it right. out together. Well, and you have to be smart in the world too about yeah. how you present yourself and the image and brand you know, are really important, you know, and it's like, what are you conveying about who you are and what you want to say? Does your message stand alongside how you present yourself? Mm -hmm. you know? Right. And I think it's important. For sure. I think it's so exciting what's going on now, all this disruption and all this eruption. And I think, you know, we're living in a t the last four years has been incredibly, um, divisive and I I think the silver lining mm -hmm. to it all yeah is that all of this has come up yep and I'm not sure there'd be as many of these conversations yeah um if we weren't in the position of being so divided about our president um so I don't want to thank him for that I think it's a result of him being there. Yeah. And um, if I can draw anything positive, but other people would think there's other, you know, a lot more positivity going on. But for me, I feel that that we are discussing all of this yeah. is good. Mm -hmm. It's going to, um, I've had to look inside myself and say, gee, 
I know I'm not a racist, but do I have bias? Yeah. Do I? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, let me think about when I see somebody of color. Does it enter my mind, oh, this is a person of color? Right. Um, and with, even without judgment, am I asking, am I noticing that? Right. Am I not supposed to notice that? And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think we all need to ask ourselves these very difficult questions. I mean, that, that actually isn't so difficult for me. I think if I had uglier feelings, like if I really was racist in deep ways, that would be a much harder conversation. But we all have something going on there that yep. could be better. Absolutely. And we can't get better until we, um, we examine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, awareness, talking, I just gave a keynote where I talked a lot about unconscious bias and that we all have it. And it's about awareness and talking about it and bringing it to the forefront is how we tackle it in ourselves. Right. We all have it. It just And work on it. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, we're hardwired. Awareness. Our brains have taken in a lot of information and made those hard wires. And right. sometimes those hard, hard wires need a little snip, you know? Right. So, yeah, for sure. Wow. I, you just, I'm so excited one to have met you. And then also just, just to be able to like delve into all of the stuff of uh, you, or your blog, your person, the Shelly site is amazing. A lot and going on. Blog and all of this stuff. And it's so, it's just, thank you for thank you. giving us so many beautiful. Thank songs you for having and, me, Heather. Yeah, really. absolutely. I, I want to ask you about, um, so where are you from originally? What's your origin? Well, yeah. Long Island. Long Island. Oh my goodness. Okay. Where in Long Island? Um, Freeport near Jones Beach. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And when I go back there, I start talking like that. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter goes to me, mommy, what are you doing? I'm like I'm from Long Island. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, and you know what? I met a woman the other night at a uh, party. She said, Two words to me, and I said, "Where are you from?" Yeah. She said, "Why?" And I said, "Where are you from? You're from Long Island, right?" And she goes, "Yes." And I said, "Because I can tell a sister." Yeah. Like this, <laughs> it's inflection. It wasn't even so much. It was a little bit the the long T. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of my roots. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I went to college and I, I was in a sorority with all these Southern women and I lost that accent really yeah. quickly. <laughs> yeah. But I comes, get it back when I go. I was like, well, yeah, when you go home, I know I get my yeah. Michigan back when I, when I go home too. So I, yeah, yeah, I get it. That's so funny. I love it. You know, and I really, I really enjoy your, I, I want to, I've read, I've read pieces of the book and I want to, and actually listen to it. I got it on audible. I was like, Oh, I want to listen Thank to it. So, um, but I also, everyone, the blog posts are great. It's just the, the descriptions of you with your daughter, you know, yeah. breastfeeding, handing off, going to the studio. I mean, it's just, it's so lovely. And it's so like, I can see you, you write so beautifully. You like set Thank the stage and I'm right there with you where you're trying to like be a mom and figure yeah. it out and do the whole thing. Yeah. How old is your daughter now? 22. Oh my goodness. She's a yeah. full grown adult. That's amazing. Yeah. She's giving uh, me advice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's That's exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, la last question um, uh, that I always ask everyone uh, different for everybody. Um, what, 
you know, person, place, thing, moment, can you share with our listeners that really, what's that spark that seats you in who you are and what you're doing today? Is there something or a few things or anything that you're like, that's the one? Uh, a person, like an inspiration? Well, yeah, just a, a moment that you're like, you know what, Th this person or this happening or a place I was or something you heard or that really kind of stands out that Gosh. today, I'm you sure there's what? a million, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's like one person. There was a book mm -hmm. that I read that I read again every couple of years. Okay. Very simple story about a young man following a dream. Mm -hmm. The book is The Alchemist. Oh. You know it? Yeah. Have I you read it? I have not read it, no. Oh, must read this. Okay. okay. Um, and it was such an inspiration. It was a, a, a story of a young man's journey. Mm -hmm. And he wanted something so badly, and he went out to pursue it. Yep. And as long as he really believed in it, Yeah the universe can jumped into a current with him and conspired to make it happen. Wow. When he, on the days he woke up that he doubted, mm -hmm. the universe pulled back. Ah. So the story is saying, as long as you believe in yourself, mm -hmm. no matter if you're the size of Ariana Grande or you're the size of Lizzo. Yeah. If you believe in yourself, people will jump onto your ride with you. Yeah. And I think I'm interesting. Yeah. And I think I've had longevity and I want to keep things interesting for me. And I feel like the, um, like I said in my piece, the fastest way to grow old is stop dreaming. So as long as I've got one, yeah. I'm going to pursue it. Someday I might say, I'm tired. I need to travel. I've got loads of miles. Bring it. <laughs> but as long as I'm feeling like I need to record my songs, I need to do that. I need to do this in my own voice. Um, yeah. I'm going to do it. So that book was incredibly powerful fully spiritual for yeah. me and whenever I'm feeling a little doubt because believe me I do doubt yeah anybody that doesn't have doubt is probably so arrogant you know I don't want to be around anybody that never doubts themselves <laughs> I agree with you we don't you need know, any narcissists yeah no it's you doubt and then you you brush yourself off and you get back yeah um but I think that's the trick, you know, doubting keeps it real, keeps mm -hmm. you examining and re-examining. And, um, you know, when I, when I have doubt, it'll be time to um, read the book again. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. The Alchemist. Yeah. yeah the Alchemist. Thank you. Yeah. I, I know I have it in my Audible and Kindle because a friend said, have you read this? And I haven't. Yeah. Um, definitely so read I'm going gonna, gonna to get on yeah. that. So after I finish your book, of course. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Two at once. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I typically do. So it works that way. But so everyone, um, Shelly has her albums coming out. 
the single's going to drop very soon. Uh, it might have dropped after this, but go get it right now um, right, as right. you're listening. And definitely give her a follow. She's on all the social media yeah. channels, and uh, her writing is so fun. And yeah. just, what an exciting time. And Yes, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A woman of a certain age must be followed. I need more followers. So on Spotify, <laughs> on Apple, on Tidal, okay. on any on your yeah. favorite listening platform like go on there and just figure out how to follow me yeah I, that was like hard for me like how do you follow i don't know how to do this <laughs> oh my god i love it, I love it. well my Not listeners so tend to be, yeah well our listeners tend to be a little techie too so yeah. you know they'll probably Good. get right on it so that is awesome so shelly thank you so much what Thanks, a delight to talk let's to have dinner you. soon okay i would love yeah. that yeah going to new york on the 10th back the 20th so okay March. All right. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. So yeah. So our music maven for today, Shelly Piken. That's me. Brilliant. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Heather. Absolutely. Everyone talk that has later. been, I'll yeah. talk to you later. Yep. Okay. Yep. Everyone that has been another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast. Here's to a big, beautiful day on this blue spinning sphere. Thanks a lot. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.